Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast with your hosts, Rail Bricker and Lindsay Adams. Well, hello again. Our special guest today is Richard Fu. Uh, Richard is Australia's business freedom designer and he coaches business owners to design scalable businesses with automation, systematization, goodness, and virtual assistance. As MD of Outsourcing Angel, he's transformed the VA agency, allowing the CEO to be free while maintaining double-digit growth. Welcome, Richard. Thanks to ha- for having me here, Lindsay and Ray. I'm excited, guys. So today, mate, we're talking about the top five tips for redesigning your business to work without you. I'm real curious about this stuff. So uh, tip number one, what have you got for us? Mate, like this is... The, the 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 nugget of it all it's really like find out your genius zone right because for me it's really tapping into what are you a genius at Lindsay what are you what is Raya a genius at and let's just keep you in that zone right and build a team around that so when Richard so you mean what is your what do you bring to the business and what can you give away what can you outsource to other people yeah yeah like in a simpler way, right, Rayal? It's kind of like that. But most people, sometimes they get into the trap of, I just want to hire someone who's kind of like me, right? And, and you get into that trap where, you know, you then end up giving up the stuff that you actually like or that you're really great at, you know, on that end. And then sometimes I, f- I find personally when I ran my own businesses, I became delusional in thinking, hey, maybe I'm a great project manager, right? Maybe I'm a great marketer. And that's what I end up wasting my time in when actually maybe I'm better at BD, I'm better at sales, I'm better at coaching, right? And and that's the thing that I want to like focus on here for a lot of people is, you know, don't be afraid to find out. And if you don't know what your real genius zone is, I I think of it like uh, layers of an onion, right? You might think, hey, I'm really great at project managing, but what if there's another layer underneath you? right that then is like it's actually not project managing and organization it's actually coordinating with people right it's actually coaching people to go do better work right that that might be your real genius and that's what i guess i spend a lot of time trying to uncover within you know with our team and within you know people i work with and our clients to be like what is it that really sings to your heart that you just want to do and if that's all you could do that would be amazing so richard what's your genius zone Good question, Lindsay. It took me a long time to find out that. Uh, right now, I, I figured it out as I'm really great at being, I guess, the systematic, logical thinker who can actually coach and lead like a remote team. And so what, what that means is I, for a long time, I've thought, hey, maybe I'm entre- an entrepreneur. I'm a founder. I go out there. I sell. I do content. I, I do speaking engagements, all those things. And what I realized when I did that for my first business, which was like a men's coaching business, you know, I was trying to be like, if you guys know Tony Robbins, right? <laughs> I was trying to be Asian Tony <laughs> Robbins. I learned how to clap like him, did all the courses. And I'm like, and, but I was putting it on. It was a mask. You know, and and then when I looked at it, and, and I, I remember I speak, I spoke to uh, Dan Priestley on my podcast. And I said, "What makes an amazing entrepreneur?" And he goes, "Richard, an amazing entrepreneur is not the one in the spotlight or chasing the spotlight. It's the one that controls the spotlight and Ooh. shines on other people in their team." And I'm like, "Oh my god, that wait a second, that's me because I'm better behind the scenes." And then that's what I doubled down into, Lindsay, and, and I'm like, "What if I just did that?" 
and helped other entrepreneurs build better businesses that helped them do better and become a brighter star than they thought they could be. And that's kind of like what I did. And that's how come I ended up joining Outsourcing Angel as, you know, what eventually now becomes as like the number two in the company versus chasing that dream of being number one, right? And the founder of a company. So can you help others find their genius zone? Is that part of your role or is it more about once they identify their genius zone, it's supporting them with other things? It's it's a bit of both, to be honest, Lindsay, right? It's like some people, they come in, they don't know what they're really great at. And I think like deep down inside, we kind of do know. It's just most people are afraid to say, I want this, you know, because maybe they can't get it or they think they, they can't have that, you know? And so for us, it's like, just tell me, what do you like to do? Right. I don't even go deep down and go, what's your genius zone? Cause that's too much pressure for people. So I go, what do you like to do in your business in this customer journey? Right. From finding a customer to selling to delivering to them. What do you like to do here? Right. Which parts don't you like? And then we want to take away the parts that they don't like. So that then it's like whether we automate, automate it or we delegate it out or we build the streamlined processes. So it's even simpler. Right. In their business. And so we work with clients to really understand. What do they love to do? You know, and that's where I want to move you towards. And that's why we try and redesign the business around that. So it's kind of like, you know, I think most people create a business because at the end of the day, we all want like an ATM cash cow, right? (laughs) I just want an ATM. Yeah, right. It's like, you know, I don't even want to have to move to go withdraw from it. It just comes into me, right? Into my bank account. And that's what we want to create is like, how can we create that? Because everyone wants that. That's why we all start businesses for a reason. And so it's like, how can we do that, you know, and start building the foundations to get you closer to that? Fantastic. So, so Richard, then, so we moving on to tip number two, hit us up with that one. Tip number two, Rayal, is, you know, stop being in busyness, right? So, you know, it's still business that we're all trying to be. I, I find that a lot of entrepreneurs, when, you know, it's everyone walks around like with this like badge of busyness. Oh, hey, hey, how are you, Rayal? And you're like, oh, Richard, I'm super busy, right? It's like, all right, cool. Yeah, we, like, we all somehow now respect that it's cool or good to be busy but i i want to challenge that because like you know and this is what i did with you know lynn our founder here when i came in like four or five years ago i'm like why do you want to be busy all the time right it's like i don't know i'm just used to it and it's like it took her time to realize being busy was just a trap Mm -hmm. right and so what i wanted to create was like let's enjoy your life more right business shouldn't be about being busy all the time Fantastic. So, I mean, you know, there's the, the, a lot of my friends turn around to me and say they feel like the duck on the top of the sitting on the water. They look all calm on the top, but the 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 webbed feet are going absolutely crazy under the water, just trying to keep up. And mm. uh, you know, I mean, I think, and and I often say the same thing to people. You know, just just focus on you know, as you said in the first one, your genius zone, and outsource mm. the stuff that you know. You can outsource and then suddenly your life becomes your control space again. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, is there, I mean, you, you mentioned to us earlier that you were in audit at, at a, at one of the big four. Yep. Is a culture created in those places and that sort of, you know, goes out to the greater society where, you know, be at work before the boss, leave after the boss. And if you're in that space, you've got to be working 18 hours a day. Otherwise you're not being busy enough. Mm, I think it stems a lot from that culture, but I think 
even as we go out of like the corporate world, like all the hustle culture that you hear nowadays, right? And like, you know, you got to run your own side gig, right? You got to do all these other things and you got to go create passive income, right? It's like, and then you got to go and be in TikTok and you got to go do this other thing. It's just constant like movement that's encouraged, right? In this hustle culture. And, you know, like, I remember when I came into Outsourcing Angel and I remember the team was just like, literally like you were saying, Rayo, like, you know, everything looked cool on the outside, but then on, on the back end, it's like, whoa, what's going on, right? Everyone, like chooks with their heads cut off. And I came in, I said, guys, the thing that I want to do is I want to, and I have this weird saying, right, of business should be boring, right? And when I say that, I mean, like, you should be somewhat predictable, right? Otherwise, if it's not predictable, it's just a constant roller coaster ride, right? On that end. And, you know, what I said was, in order for it to be predictable, we need to put systems, automations, processes in place. And most of all, I want to create space, you know, mental space is what I call it, is like, you know, we shouldn't have to rush from fire to fire to fire to fire. Let's look at where what's starting all these fires, put it out, right? Or try to avert that risk, you know, Lindsay, right? In audit, right? We're always trying to avert risk and, and de-risk things. And, you know, we're trying to, I'm trying to create that space so that I know my team, like when they're working full-time, like eight hours a day, I don't expect them. And this is something really weird for entrepreneurs. Like I don't expect them to be pounding the desk and the computer for eight hours straight, right? We all know, we all can't really operate at eight hours straight in a day. There's going to be lapses, right? Times where it's quiet. And I said, use those time times, guys, relax for a bit and just think about, hey, what am I doing? And is there a better way to do things? And that's what I want to encourage with my team is I want to create that space for downtime to create uh, innovative ideas, strategies, suggestions on that end. And, and that's what I mean by I want to stop the busyness in business. It's you can't, you can't innovate if you're busy. I couldn't agree more. And one of the best ways I think to do that is to sit down and have a good listen to the top five podcasts occasionally. So uh, Richard, blatant plug uh richard tip number three what have you got for us right like i keep talking about processes and automations and honestly number three is you just gotta start delving into automation so whether that is using a zapier or make slash integromat right really start looking into or hiring help to automate processes because i think people overestimate how complicated automations can be when it's actually so much simpler that, than it is ever before in our lifetime. So is it a matter of um, you said or automate or get people to help you? Either way, it's about getting getting trivia out of your way, isn't it? So is it better to, to create an automated system or is it better to have an assistant who can do that stuff for you? What yeah, do you it's, think? It's, that, that's always like the chicken or the egg type of question, right? And yeah. it depends really on the process. So like, you know, when I say learn how to automate, it's whether you can hire a consultant to come in and build it for you, right? Or you purposely learn it for yourself of how do I use Zapier? How do I use it with my, you know, uh, cloud-based solutions that I'm using? How do I get data from here to there? And so to answer the question, it's, I always try and say, look at automation first, right? And just dig around for a bit. When I say dig around, like after a while, you you start looking for like, you know, maybe half an hour to an hour and you can pretty much quickly figure out, right, is it possible using 
a tool like Zapier, right? I wouldn't say go and learn coding and APIs and all that other rubbish, right? Like, I don't even understand that stuff, right? I just want something simple with a user interface that I can be like, okay, when this happens, do this and then do this and then do this. Yeah, that anyone can learn with some time on that end there. And so I'd always say, try that out first. And look, you're going to have options in there. But if you can't do it yourself, because maybe the triggers aren't built or, uh, or actions aren't built the way you want it, then start looking at manual processes around there. I mean, the, our website for this podcast, excellencepodcast.com, has a number of Zapier integrations built into it. Um, because to, to automate queries and to handle them and put them into a CRM, et cetera. So, mm. uh, and it's been a pleasure because they were set up, I don't know, two years ago when we set up the website and they just run in the background. Mm. They just do their own thing. So, mm. so now that we've automated all that, um, this next, uh, tip of yours makes for an interesting reading. Hit us up. Tip number four. Yeah, yeah, Rayal. So I got a like policy when I came into the business and I learned this from some of my mentors before and it's basically called no naked questions, right? And so the idea is, you know, we all as entrepreneurs, we want to like get resourceful people, people who think and, and take the lead, you know, show initiative. But often a lot of the times it's also our own fault if we train our team to be dependent on us to resolve issues. And so I had this immediate policy. I'm like, guys, I don't mind you coming to ask me about challenges, but it's not enough to come naked, right? Meaning you haven't thought about approaches. You haven't Googled things. You haven't gone on YouTube to try and find something, right, to answer your question here or your challenge, right? Because I want you to use me not as the answering board, but the the springboard, the thing that you go, hey, Richard, I got approach A, B, and C. Which one do you think we should go? And I'll never be like, go with A. I'll go, which one do you think is better, right? And then in those cases where they're like, oh, I don't know, you know, because employees, they always want to deflect, right? They never want to make a decision because then it's their, their responsibility, yeah, and so I go cool. If we're in a parallel universe, and you did know the answer, which one, which one, which one, which one would be, right? And they're just gonna pick one, right? And they will always pick one. And then you go great, right? If it's on track, awesome, exactly what I'm thinking about, go for it. If not, okay, cool. So talk me through. Why did you like that one more? And then they'll explain and be like, great. Would it be okay if I shared my thoughts? And they're always gonna say yes. You know, this is. The, the, the things going in my head, why I think approach B would be better and da, 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 da. So it's kind of like trying to pass on your principles. This is kind of like coaching, right? In that way. And so, yeah, this is a policy we try and run through with. We, we have a, a, a three letter acronym, which is used a lot in our family called GTS. Mm-hmm. Google that stuff. The, the S might also be another word sometimes, but anyway. Yeah. Um, and, and it's true. I mean, uh, there's so much that you can find out if you have an inquiring mind. And I agree wholeheartedly with you, the no naked questions thing, like come to me with, come to me with your solution, not your question. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. And like that does a big problem when I came into outsourcing angel is like Lynn, the founder was answering every question. Why? Because you go from pure startup to let's say like growth scaling stage when you have people, Hey, I'm stuck. What do I do this? Bang, go do that. Right. Bang, go do this. And it's, I had to coach her out of that because I'm like, this is why you can't take a holiday. This is why you're creating a bottleneck without even knowing you're, you're, you're the bottleneck. 
And this is what happens with business owners is they just fall into that trap because, you know, when you're scrappy, you're scrappy, you make all the decisions on the fly and you go. But as you get bigger, you can't do that if you want to stay uh, if you want to stay in the business, great, <laughs> go for it. If you don't, then you, you got to make those shifts. Okay. Well, let's round up towards the end of our top five. What's tip number five? Yeah. Thanks for this, Lindsay. This one is, I remember at KPMG when I, when I started my, the very first meeting I ever had with my manager, he's, he imparted me this wisdom. He goes, look, Richard, if you really want to go up the ladder really fast, just do one thing, just make your boss's life easier. Right. And I thought, okay, cool. Great. That's easy. I'll do that. And I, I was doing it for a few years at KPMG. And then I started getting juniors under me. And I'm like, hey, these juniors, how do I motivate them? You know, and I thought about, it, I'm like, what if I apply the same thing, not just to my boss, but also the people below me? Right. And so this is where number five comes in is about like, I'm always trying to think about how do I make the lives of my team easier? Because look, it's easy as a business owner where you're like, I hired you, you should make my life easier, da, 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 right? But then not, no employee is ever going to buy into that, right? And be like, sure, boss, I'm going to slave myself away so that it's your life is easier. And so in the culture that we're in today, it's like we have to focus a lot more, uh, particularly what we're doing here is about the employee and making sure it's I'm trying to make this workplace the best place possible. So it's even harder to break up with us than it is to go get divorced with your partner, right? Because it's like the worst decision of your life to leave this company. And that's what, you know, I'm always, we, we, I have like monthly meetings and I'm like, hey, look, one of the questions I ask in my four questions is like, hey, what's one thing I can do to make your life easier now, right? And that's where the innovative ideas sometimes spring up as well. Is like, what if we, you know, they tell me about a problem, or I find this part's manual and like, Oh, okay. Let's have a look at it and see if we can make it easier for you. You know, and actually making that change is not just asking about them, going ahead and trying to make that change happen will take their, I guess, attitude towards the company at a whole different level. So it's interesting. My staff dislike it when I walk in in the morning and say, I've been thinking because they know that. <laughs> <laughs> they know that I'm coming up with some harebrained scheme that I think is going to make their life easier. Mm-hmm. And and probably half the time they'll go, nah, I mean, uh, most of my staff have a, have a tenure plus tenure here. And uh-huh. so, you know, they don't mind arguing back. Um, <laughs> and Lindsay's spent time here in my offices and had lunch with my staff. And they'll happily argue back when I say, what about doing it this way? Mm-hmm. Uh, but... But, you know, over time, um, they, they appreciate and I appreciate the fact that we have this mutual, how do we make things better for all of us? Mm. You know, mm. and that, that's been a, a fantastic culture. So, so Richard, if people would want to get hold of you and find out how to redesign their business to work without you, what is the best way for people to contact you? Oh, best way to contact me. So we're rebuilding my website at the moment, but probably best place to go is uh, LinkedIn, right? And you just need to type in my name, which is Richard Fu, P-H-U. And, you know, I'm usually the the bold guy on there, right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, richardfu.com as well is a good place to once we get this website revamped on that end there to, to reach out to me. Well, Richard, um, thanks so much for joining us today on the Top 5 podcast. I'd like to now uh, thank my co-host, Raoul Bricker, and I, Lindsay Adams, and wish you all good luck and look forward to our next episode.